Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast about Chinese booming horse market. I'm your host Zoe King, founder and CEO of Wonder Horse from Shanghai, discovering the wonder of horse world. Hi, I am Chris from Shanghai. So glad to join Zoe in the show. Hi, Chris. Long time no see. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I was in Chengdu to launch a marketing campaign last week. Oh, Chengdu is definitely one of the top cities for branding. People in Chengdu are so fashionable and open for any new thing. So true. I see more and more brands choose Chengdu for roadshow. I also know the equestrian sport is developing very fast over there. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we introduced two equestrians in Chengdu in our show,、uh, in episode twelve and eighteen. So, which club are you going to introduce in today's China Club section? Shanghai Zhonghe Equestrian Club is a brand new club in Shanghai. Located in Baoshan District, this club is built in some makeshift covers with one indoor arena and two outdoor arenas. There are more than twenty horses in the stable. Some of them belong to private owners. This club used to be in another city close to Shanghai. The owner is a rider. He wanted to build this club for his rider friends. And eventually to recruit more riders, they have eight Chinese coaches trained by different system. The cost of one riding lesson is on the average range, meaning four hundred MBs per lesson. Zoe, I saw you posted a live screaming racing event on your WeChat moment. Can you tell us more about it? It is about the races in Inner Mongolia on August twenty-two and twenty-three, six races per day and twelve races in total. Imported thoroughbreds and Chinese local horses participate in races of different groups and distances. As a traditional activities, many spectators attended the event. The races are live streamed. And attracted more than two hundred fifty-eight thousand viewers, according to the organizer, Rider Group. This event marks also the beginning of the regular racing season at Rider until October. There will be four races per day in each weekend, counting fifteen six races and sixteen racing days in total. This will be the first regular races in China since the COVID nineteen.、Uh, Zoe, I read an article published by a major Chinese press saying that equestrian sport is the most desirable activities for Chinese young parents to pay for their kids. How about that? An article published by China News Weekly described the phenomenon relating to interest group for kids. Chinese parents are eager to push their kids to learn more outside the school. This anxiety is becoming a bigger issue for middle-class families who are classified by annual consumption power of at least three hundred thousand RMB. Equestrian sport is most appreciated by Chinese parents among all sports, on top of golf, fencing, and fancy skating. This article got more than one hundred thousand views on WeChat account and widely forwarded 
on other social medias. Zoe, who will be your guest today for China's story section? I'm so glad to interview Dr. Priscilla Lightstate and Amy Chipson from the Project Hope, a NGO in Beijing dedicated to equine assisted services. Let's listen to their China story. Hello, Priscilla and Amy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. So you are both based in、uh, in the United States now. Both work. For a very exciting project、uh, named Hope in Beijing, this project is funded by Priscilla, and you used to live in China. Now you kind of、uh, go back and forth between China and the States. So Priscilla, can you tell us more about the story of Hope and how this amazing project started? Oh yes, and thank you so much for this opportunity because. This is our passion, my passion, Amy's passion, and the Hope team. We all feel very strongly. We are really excited about equine-assisted services. Hope began in 2009 when I lived in Beijing, and I am a pediatric physical therapist. And I, in the United States, I have done equine-assisted therapy, and I have found that. The kids and the folks that I work with can make gains lots faster when they're on the horse than when we are, say, in the therapy gym.、Okay. So I was going to an orphanage to work with children at the orphanage and, and doing physical therapy with them. And one day, when I was at the orphanage, and I was walking from one part of the orphanage to another to work with some more children and put them on the therapy ball. I thought, oh my goodness, I'd really, really like to put them on a horse because I think the horse can help them make gains, and it's so much fun. And that's how hope began. Is I had that idea, so I went to、um, to、uh, look for money and started the project in two thousand and nine. And at that time, we just worked with two different orphanages, and it was one. Day a week, and I had to lease a horse.、Mm-hmm. I had to find the right horse and train the right horse. So that's how it began. It was just very small. It was just an idea I had that I wanted to help the children. I also have to say that the name is Hope, and it stands for Horses Offering People Enrichment. And I think that the name is not very original. Many different nonprofit organizations have Hope as their name. But I feel very strongly, as does the rest of the team, that horses really do help people, and they can enrich their lives. So I was really, really fortunate in that we, we, I was able to find other people that shared my passion, and there was a woman named Nicole Bernard who donated us, donated the first therapy horse to us. So once we got this first therapy horse, and we were able, I was able to train him, then.、Uh, Jiao Yanbor, he came to help us. He was working at the stables where we first started,、mm-hmm. and he was helping me. And then two years, two years later, we got、um, Sun Haixia Luna, and now we have grown. We have Lucia and Mr. Wang and Xiao Jiao helps us. So we have many folks in China that are working on the project, while Amy and I are doing our best to help. Here while we're in the United States because of COVID. Okay, so Amy, you are the program director for Project Hope in Beijing. Can you tell us more about 
how the program looks like and can you maybe describe a typical day for us? We are um, currently located at um, Dongfang Mahui, which is uh, Oriental Equestrian Club. Yeah. And we, I guess the best way to look at it is in a, our normal service day. Um, we may have a few lessons throughout the day. And so we will have individuals, um, our participants, volunteers who will come to our facility and we will provide lessons and it looks very much like a um you know on some level like a, a typical riding program you know the participants come they you know are on the horses we have volunteers who will come and assist with the lessons mm -hmm. um and so on the surface it it does look like a, a regular riding program for a lot of, of um, as far as the structure of it goes, you know, we have lessons each day and, you know, in different riders each day. Um, but so really underneath yeah. that, what mm -hmm. makes a therapeutic riding program really unique is the interaction for, of the instructor, the volunteers, the participants and the horses, right? So we have a lot of different layers, um, that we have in our program that you will not find at a, a typical or an able-bodied riding program. Um, and so, you know, we have our participants who are individuals with special needs. Um, we have volunteers who are coming to assist in the lessons, either as sidewalkers, as horse handlers. Um, and then, you know, we have our instructors who have a foundation of knowledge in teaching individuals with disabilities um, horseback riding lessons, but incorporating different teaching strategies, different knowledge. Um, into those lessons to make them more effective um, and more customized for our population. So we, our horses, right now we have four horses, um, horses and ponies. And so uh, the horses in our program um, have what Priscilla was talking about is the special training. So we, we need to make sure that they're comfortable, that they're very, very comfortable and trained in a lot of different situations. So what we are looking for in you know our program is that the horses are are very quiet right and listen very well yeah um that they have a good quality of movement that they're not um phased or impacted by different toys or by loud screaming or by a rider who might mm -hmm. be off right. balance so we do a lot of um unmounted work um with leading and desensitizing um, to make sure that they are comfortable in their role, the horses are comfortable in their role, and that they're able to also provide a great quality of service for our participants, um, as well as the volunteers. And, and so safety, you know, is always our top priority, um, making sure that our, our horses are well-trained, that they're safe, our volunteers have the training that they need, so they, have, they come out to the facility, they go through trainings based on the role that they're going to, um, you know, take in the lesson. You know, our instructors have mm -hmm. uh, extensive knowledge in, you know, I have, um, you know, I'm certified through the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship International, um, and we've been teaching and, you know, our other staff are, Lucia is working towards um, her certification. So, yeah, like I said, so while on the surface, it might, it might, seem like a very typical program there's so much more depth to what we are doing for our participants for the volunteers with the horses um you know that makes it very unique for sure so 
Priscilla, who are those uh, participants and how they get to know you or you, how you found them? So originally we just used, uh, we were partnering with two different orphanages. And as we have grown and people have become more aware of our services, it has changed. And so at the moment, it's primarily word of mouth. They hear about us. Mm -hmm. And as Amy has said, we work really hard to be a safe and effective program. And there's many, many components, specially trained horses, specially trained volunteers. Amy has special certifications and I have special certifications. Lucia is working to become a path international certified therapeutic riding instructor. So people have heard that we are doing our best to have a safe program. And so parents, we have a WeChat blog and we have been um, doing things on social media. And then parents will talk about us and different schools have come out to visit us. So it's kind of been word of mouth. And that has actually been quite successful for us because we are still small. This has worked great for us. We even have a waiting list. And so if someone wants to participate, they will connect with Lucia and then they will come out and have a screening. And typically in the past, either Amy was there or I was there and we were helping Lucia to do this. And we determine if this person might be a candidate for therapeutic horseback riding or therapeutic horsemanships lessons. And once we do that, then we have to determine if we have the course for this person and the right equipment and the right volunteers. So it's a multi-step process before a person can even come to participate in, in the program. Okay, I see. I have such a good talk with Priscilla and Amy. We will release the rest of our interview in the next episode. Wow, it was a great story. So glad we did this. Thank you for co-hosting this episode, Chris. See you around. See you. Bye. This podcast is produced by Wonder Horse, equine business solution provider and bespoke platform for Chinese equine community. I'm your host, Zui King. See you next Monday on China Horse Business.